Hey everyone, welcome to Homer's Dope Nuts, a weekly Simpsons podcast where I, the Simpsons guy, and my co-host, El Ray, discuss and review every episode of The Simpsons ever made. We break down the episodes, discuss some of the references, and try to connect our younger listeners with the Simpsons family and how life has changed since the inception of the show over 30 years ago. We hope you enjoy it and provide feedback as we're always looking for ways to improve the show. Hi, everybody, and welcome back for another episode of Homer's Dope Nuts. As always, I am your host, the Simpsons Guy, and I'm joined by El Ray. Ahoy, hoy, everybody. This isn't a, an official drunk cast. We didn't, we didn't plan it to be. It's, it's quickly headed that way, though. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, official, unofficial, it is. Yeah. yeah. Just in case you're wondering why we may be a little off. It's a go with the flow cast. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's summer. Yeah. Summer. <laughs> and. We hope you're enjoying yours, by the way. Yes, um, I know uh, we're enjoying ours. Yes, we are. And uh, today. We're going to talk about the 22nd episode in the seventh season of The Simpsons, which originally aired April 28th of 1996. And this is one of the coolest titles. Yes. To one of the coolest episodes we've covered so far. And this is titled Raging Abe Simpson and His Grambling Grandson and the Curse of the Flying Hellfish. A hell of a sight. Yes, yes, it is. And we're going to start with the traditional couch gag. Yes, by the time, yes, in this season, by this time, it is a traditional just couch gag. No chalkboard gag. Um, recycled couch gag. Mm-hmm. It is the one where the family swims into the living room. And uh, Homer sees the plug, the old drain plug on the bottom. He swims to it, pulls it out, and the whole living room, including the family and all the furniture, goes down the hole. Yes. Right. You know, they could at least make that water clean, look clean. It did look a little dingy. Yeah, right? yeah very, yeah. very dingy. So we're going to open up today in school. In yes. school, yes. And uh, we're having a uh, Springfield Elementary's Grandparents' Day, uh, which is... I love the, yeah, the subtext. Yeah, the unofficial title, A Low-Cost Outing for Seniors. <laughs> and it looks like every single one of these kids has brought at least one of their grandparents to school with them. And, uh, of course, that means Bart has brought Abe with him. Good old Abe Simpson. Uh-huh. Who is, of course, spitting on the floor periodically, right? Mm-hmm. So we see him spitting. And Bart tells him, like, you know, I don't mind when you spit at home, but I have to work with these people. And Grandpa's having none of that, right? He's like, oh, jabberjack. Schoolhouse don't want put up spittoons. I ain't responsible. Yeah, he spits again. Right? Yes. By the way, uh, when did they stop putting out spittoons in the Wild West, or when when did they officially start putting them out? I don't know, man. But it's pretty disgusting to have them out anyway. Yeah, I know some people have them on their front porches and stuff, but it's so gross. Yeah, I mean, at least it's outside. Inside the house, that is gross. That scene in Kill Bill, which volume two? Oh, fighting in the trailer, and she throws his spittoon, yes, stuff over. Oh, yes. 
Man. Quite uh, grody, as the kids would say. <laughs> That's a good one. Mm. And so, Miss uh, Krabappel's there. She says, all right, seniors. We'd all love to share in your wisdom experience. Yada, yada, yada. Right? And so she says, let's start with Milhouse's grandfather. And Grandpa Von Houten comes up. And he looks a lot like uh, Kirk. Yeah. You know, Milhouse's dad, right? Except older. He's like, oh. How many of you have a house? All the kids raise their hands. All right. Now, how many of you drove your house to school today? And they raise their hands again, but then they all catch themselves like, wait a minute. And and he like, go, What's going on? Uh-huh. And he goes, well, I did. <laughs> no, I'm not Superman. I just own an RV. Me and the new wife. The new wife. The new wife traveled the country searching for adventure. Last fall... We want a chili cook-off in Beaumont, Texas. Yeah. The kids open. Yeah, they're like, wow, right? Yeah. They're all freaking out. And, it, and you see the RV outside. Mm-hmm. And just then, Abe Simpson jumps in and says, You're living in a fool's paradise, Van Houten. If you fell down in the shower, that thing would be your tomb. Yes, and of course, Bart, yeah. being embarrassed by his grandpa, he kind of like says, Dad, you can go spit over here, right? He opens his desk. Yes. Right? Like, hey, you can spit your spits in there to distract him. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then... Grandpa Muntz. Yes. The, uh, surprisingly, he's a very well-respected individual, right? Yes. He goes, no, I'm not Superman. I'm a judge. Why, just this morning, I've sentenced my 46th man to death. Oh, no. 47th. Nelson's just there beaming at him, right? With pride. Yeah, he's like, wow, 47. I love you, Grandpa. (laughs) Uh, That apple fell far from the tree. Yes, yes, it did. But in a way, it did not. (laughs) It's great. And Abe, no, he can't help himself. Uh -uh. He says, yeah, well, I may not have a fancy black bathrobe and a hammer like Snooty, but I do have slippers and an oatmeal spoon. Look! And he pulls it out, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, God. And then Mrs. Krabobble finally invites Abe to come up to the front and give somebody else a chance to interrupt him. That's hilarious. Yes. And uh, Abe's like, about time, knothead. And he walks by her and he smacks her with the spoon he's holding, right? Mm-hmm. And he gets up to the front and everybody's talking and then he just tells everybody to shut up and listen. And he goes into one of his famous tirades. Here we go. Yep. So he goes, Now, my story begins in 19 diggity 2. We had to say the word dickity because the Kaiser stole our word 20. We ch- I chased that rascal to get it back. But I gave up after diggity 6 miles. And all the kids are laughing, right? Even Martin's like, Dickity? Highly dubious. Nerd. Yeah. And Abe's like, What are you crackling at, fatty? Too much pie. That's your problem. And all the kids start laughing at Martin, right? He's mm. like, he looks hurt. Yeah. Right? Good and Abe keeps going. He's like, now, I'd like to digress from my prepared remarks to discuss how I invented the turlet. And Miss K starts laughing. Turlet? Ha! <laughs> and Abe keeps going. Stop your snickering. I ain't spent three years on that turlet. <laughs> Which is funny because that's actually something that carries into uh, Futurama. Later on, Scruffy the Janitor. Oh, yeah, That's yeah. the way he says toilet. Turn it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the turn it. 
There you go. Yep. You know, but all Grandpa is doing here is making a making himself look like a fool, along yep. with Bart. Yes. Because Bart brought him with him, right? Yeah. And so we cut now to uh, we cut now to the Simpsons' house, right? They're having dinner, and Bart's complaining because he was just embarrassed. And you see that in the scene at school, Bart is just mortified. Yeah. He's like hiding in his shirt. He is so embarrassed. He says. So Bart tells his family, like, and then he claimed he was the one who turned cats against dogs, right? Turned them against each other. And why is he always making up these crazy stories? And Homer's like, maybe it's time we put Grandpa in a home. And Lisa says, you already put him in a home. Bart says, maybe it's time we put him in one of them where he can't get out. That's so bad. And so uh, Lisa says, old people deserve our respect. Look at Jacques Cousteau and Goldie Hawn. You wouldn't shut them away like second-class citizens. Homer's like, second class? What about Social Security? Bus discounts. Medical or jewelry. Gold pound powder. Pants all the way up to your armpits. And all those other senior perks. Oh, if you ask me, old folks have it pretty sweet. That's pretty funny. Yes. <laughs> That's one of the more genius things that Homer has said. Yep. Now, uh, I will, especially I will, the pants all the way to the arm. Yeah, that's the big one. I will disagree with the gold bomb powder being from for old people, but I will admit maybe that's just the Texas heat thing. Yeah, it's not for old people. It's yeah, for we, everyone. Everyone needs it here. Yeah, <laughs> that's survival. Yeah, okay. basic uh, human courtesy. Yes, down here. Yes, especially. All right. And so we are at the uh, Springfield Retirement Castle now. We cut that way. And Abe is just reading his mail. He looks very, very bored. And it's all flyers about death, basically, like where to be buried and how to spend your last days. Mm -hmm. it's, it's horrible. right? He's like, yeah, this junk is hardly worth getting up for. Maybe if I go back to sleep for a few days, some good mail will build up. So... As he's wondering what he's going to do, go to sleep or, you know, doing what he's doing, right? He sees an envelope and the letter is from the fighting hellfish. Yes. And he says, uh, only one thing, Asa Phelps has died. And apparently Abe is really, really shocked by this. Yep. And he just exclaims, the seventh hellfish is dead. That means the fortune's almost mine. And so we cut to very like rainy, dark funeral. And it's the Aces funeral ceremony. And Abe is there until one Monty Burns comes strolling up. Mm -hmm. Reverend Lovejoy is giving the lecture. And as he's giving the sermon there at the grave, Burns pulls a little key on the string from his coat and he shows it to Abe. And Abe nods at him, and then, like a magician, pulls this long string out of his coat. And at the end, he has a key also. And, of course, Burns nods back to him and agrees. Right? Now, I think it's important to whoever's listening to this, if you're not well-versed, there has always been, up to this point, a big point of contention between Abe Simpson and, and Mr. Burns. Yes. Right? And this is a very important episode because we start digging more into why that actually exists. Right? And you know, besides stealing his girl and all that stuff, yeah. there's something before that. There was a deeper backstory. Exactly. 
So now Reverend Lovejoy is reading Asa Phelps' eulogy. He's like, Asa Phelps spent his entire life in Springfield, except for four years of service in World War II and one high school day trip. He worked at the United Strut and Bracing Works as a molder's boy until he got replaced by a moldermatic and died. So I'm guessing he died of like, uh, I don't know the exact term for that. But like when people basically like get old and feel useless and they like kind of give up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't know the exact term for that, which is sad. That's for that. Yeah, his um, life didn't sound very exciting after WW2. Yeah. That's crazy, right? Yeah. I, I did have a uh, old friend of mine. I, I told you about him. A little crusty vet. Uh-huh. You know, staff sergeant in the Army. Infantry. Uh-huh. And he's like, the hardest thing is not the combat. It's adjusting to civilian life afterwards. Like, man, that's crazy. <laughs> it is. I was going to say, you can probably speak on that, too. I mean, it is. Because <laughs> everything, I, I'm like, okay, well. Yeah, I can do this. It's not going to mean much, but I can keep doing it. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. And so Reverend Lovejoy gives this little speech, right? And both Abe Simpson and Mr. Burns walk to the monument, and they have a statue of a hellfish on it, right? Mm-hmm. And then they kind of move away the... The, the debris, the, the you know. The debris and the, what do you call it? The uh, Overgrown the uh, bush, yeah. uh-huh. Yeah, all that stuff. And there's a bunch of keyholes, right? And there's already seven keys in it. So they don't even speak to each other. They both just put their keys in and they lock the door. And this little panel opens and there's a metal box inside. Right? Yeah, they pull out that box and it's got a little piece of paper on it. And they scratch out Asa Phelps' name on there. So there's only two names left. Yes, there was nine names on it. Uh-huh. Yep. Now it's only Abraham Simpson and... Montgomery Burns left. Mm-hmm. And so Burns tells him, there, Simpson, seven gone. As soon as you, as soon as you're in your press board coffin, I'll be the sole survival and the treasure will be mine. And Abe's like, of course, he's going to make himself look like a fool here, not realize it. Yep. He says, over my dead body, it will. Right. Yeah. That's, that's exactly what he just said, right? Mm-hmm. Burns just like, oh, Simpson, can't you go five seconds without humiliating yourself? And it's just a pause, and then we hear, boing, and, like, Abe's pants fall down. And this is, like, a, a, a bird lands on his head, drops a fish on his... No, no, that's, that's the other one. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's I'm thinking the, of a different that's one. That's with his, um, his wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, with Mona, with Mona, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, with Mona. Yeah, so it kind of, uh, it reminded it's me of that. It's a reoccurring thing. It reminded me of that, and, like, that's why I got those two conflated. Yes. But, yeah, I... And then Abe just goes, how long was that? Yeah. It was less than five seconds. It was seconds. about five seconds, yeah. Uh-huh. So Bert says, your clannish behavior notwithstanding, we have made a gentleman's agreement and swore our lives to honor. And then he gets into the car, right? So there's, of course, at the wheel, and he says, Smithers, I want that man killed. <laughs> and uh, as he does that, we hear that boing sound again, and Abe's pants drop, drop to his ankles yet again. And so we cut there, and then before you know it, we are in Mr. Burns' office. And he's going through his Rolodex, kids. Yes. Uh, For those of you that don't know. This is the uh, 
the uh, what do you call it? the the phone book in your, your contacts the contacts list in your phone, but on paper. Yes. And usually in the Rolodex, you'd have their email too. Their uh, if you had their home address, their business address, the home phone, business phone, yep. pager. Pager. Yes. Fax. Fax. Can't forget about the fax. Can't forget about fax. Uh huh. Email was baby. That was blank on a lot of them still. Yeah. And, uh, man, I haven't seen a Rolodex in a while. I don't think you'll ever see one again, though. You know what? That'd be a cool little thing to do. What's that? Like, buy a Rolodex and, like, actually, like, handwrite all your contacts in your phone onto a Rolodex. Put it in your desk so the kids can call you a square. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be pretty funny. Yeah, it would be. I mean, because... I'll admit I can't do it like I used to, remembering phone numbers. I I I, I don't even know my wife's phone number. I lost that skill a long time. I don't even know my wife's phone number. But I remember knowing at least twenty phone numbers in my head. Like I remember. Yeah, because we used to be able to force to pick up the phone and dial it. It's crazy. Though. Yeah. That is one skill that's definitely been lost on society. Remembering phone numbers. How about them seven digits? Then you have to remember them. I'm sure there's a class where you could use that as a. Create an actual Rolodex of your, of your contact list. Mm, yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you can find a bunch of them cheap. That is true. <laughs> anyway, teacher thoughts. So, Burns is going through his Rolodex. He's like, let's see. Mesmerists, dowsers, Luddites, alienists, Zoroastrians, alphabetizers. Aha! Assassins. <laughs> so, when he's looking up this assassin, right? Smithers... Is trying to be his the voice of reason, and he's trying to, you know, convince Monty not to kill Abe. He's like, "Why don't you let nature take its course?" Because it doesn't seem like Grandpa's going to be around for long, long for very much longer. Right. And I think he even says like, "Judging by his health record or something." Yeah. Like that. So uh-huh. they're deep into this, right? Uh huh. And so uh, Burns, he's like, "Nah, I can't risk it." Right. He can't lose it to Abe, so he needs the world's most devious assassin, Fernando Vidal. And so he calls him. Dal answers his phone. Hola. It's Fernando, it's MB. Ah, Marion Barry. Is it time for another shipment already? <laughs> I'll get into that. Yeah. Marion Barry was a mayor of Washington, D.C. And he was famously caught on camera smoking crack cocaine. Yeah. This is before the Canadian guy. Remember that guy? Yeah. I remember his name, but I don't know. I remember, yes. <laughs> Yeah, very embarrassed. <laughs> and he goes, no, it's Montgomery Burns. And uh, so he already knows who it is, right? He's like, okay. And so. Next he, thing we know. Yes, next thing we know, Abe Simpson is asleep, right? And uh, Vidal puts some drops of poison in his water glass, which have his dentures in it. Mm-hmm. And so then he moves the alarm clock. Right, closer to the time he wakes up. Abe wakes up, and we assume that he's going to put the dentures in his mouth, be poisoned, but he actually gets so startled that he picks up the glass with his dentures, he throws it against the wall, and then he puts the alarm clock in his mouth and it's still ringing. He's running around all crazy. <laughs> and Bilal's like, ah, he's more clever than he looks. And no, he's not clever, he's just, he's just stupid. He's just stupid, yes. <laughs> 
Just like Homer. So that's where he goes. Uh-huh. So now you got to do, got to go into plan B, right? Mm-hmm. We see a nurse. The nurse goes, Abraham Simpson, your family is here to visit you. And Abe's excited. He's like, oh, hot deedy, my family's come to visit. And he runs down the hall and he's like, wait a minute. My family never comes to visit. Whoa! And he jumps down on the floor, right? He hits the dirt, which is pretty surprising. Yes. He's quite spry for an old man. Yep. And a knife flies where his head was and sticks into the wall. And we see Vidal, who is dressed as disguised as Homer, goes, Oh, not again. <laughs> and Mr. Burns is dressed like Marge, which is, this is one of the funniest just screen captures ever. Mr. Burns dresses Marge. He's like, I can't take much more of your blundering numbskullery. And Smithers, who's, who's dressed as Bart, goes, I'll be in the car, dudes. <laughs> Great scene. Yes. Great scene. Just, uh, I, just give it a... Burns with the yeah. dress and the fake hair. Oh, my goodness. It's so good. Oh, my God. <laughs> and so Vidal <laughs> says, there's one more way to kill a man, but it is as intricate and precise as a well-played game of chess. Bursts into the retirement castle with a machine gun and just starts going everywhere, right? He starts spraying everything. And Abe, still spry for an old man, mm-hmm. actually outruns him, right? And, uh, you know, like, as they avoid all the bullets, Jasper's there sitting there. Like, get hurt. Yeah. He's like, was that me or you? Yeah. <laughs> he thought it was a fart or something. Yeah, he did. <laughs> so then... Abe runs up to the nurse and goes, Nurse! Someone's trying to kill me. She says, Okay, we'll do something about that right away. Let's start by doubling your medication. She's here pouring pills. And this is when Vidal comes in and he starts shooting everywhere again. Cool scene right here. Yes. Because then the nurse, in her badassery, pulls out this gnarly looking 12 gauge shotgun. And just starts unloading and says, and she shoots, boom, our boom, residence, boom, our tribe, boom, to nap, boom, just unloading on this guy. Yeah. Gotta love those pump action shotguns. Yeah, man. man. She went she went to town on that. That was cool. Uh-huh. So Abe runs out of the nursing home and goes to Homer's house. And he starts pounding on the door. Let me in. Someone's trying to kill me. Sweet Barcival McGillicuddy, you gotta open the door. And they're all sitting on the couch, right? Except for Marge, who's just like, "Who is it?" And Marge's like, "It's Grandpa." And it sounds like he's gotten into the horse radish again. Whatever that means. Uh, I guess when they say when you eat something spicy, you have crazy dreams. Yeah, that could be it. Mm-hmm. And so Abe's now laid on the couch, right? They got a little, they have him laid down. He's got a towel on his head, and he's like. He's like, and then a knife flew at my head. And he points to Homer. This is all very Wizard of Oz. Yeah. And you were there. And you were there. And you were there. <laughs> and Lisa goes, uh, Grandpa, maybe I should moisten your washcloth. He says, it's plenty moist. And he throws it, right? And so he starts talking about why he's acting like that. And then he kind of says, like, uh, I can't tell you why. Right, and um, they decide to let him stay anyway, right? But Marge goes, Where are we gonna put him? And then Homer says, Bart's room. Lisa goes, Bart's room. Marge says, Bart's room. And Bart goes, Dumpster. Nope, 
And so from his room, we cut to Bart's room. He's looking down at the dumpster at night, and he sighs as Grandpa unpacks, right? And Grandpa knows he's upset. Uh-huh. He goes, sorry to crowd you, boy, but I'll let you in on a little secret. Burns is after me because he wants a hellfish bonanza. And Bart's not having it. He's just like, look, if you're going to stay in my room, could you at least stop making up gibberish? Gibberish, eh? Then what's this? And he picks up his sleeve to show him a tattoo. A very wrinkly tattoo. And he moves the skin to like make mm-hmm. it look the way it's supposed to. Uh-huh. And Bart says, wrinkly gibberish. <laughs> I like his reaction. Oh, you smart... He was going to have a conniption fit there. Yep. I got this in the Second World War II. Second World War Yes, it was a, it was the first one. <laughs> and so we flash back to 1944 in the Ardennes. Right? So back then, he was known as Sergeant Simpson, and he commanded the Flying Hellfish, the fightingest squad and the fightingest company and the third fightingest battalion in the Army. And so then he introduces Bart to the flying hellfish. We had Iggy Wiggum, who is the uh, uh, father of uh, police chief Wiggum, right? Mm-hmm. Grandfather. He's the father. The father, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, we so <laughs> we show them in battle, right? And we saw him going, ah, if anybody finds a grenade pin, it's mine. <laughs> and just as that, we hear a grenade go off, boom, right? Yep, in his knapsack. And then there's. Sheldon Skinner, who's the father of uh, Principal, Principal Skinner. Skinner. And he's got a shoot me sign on the back. And he's like, just talks just like him. Like, oh, very funny. Mm-hmm. Right. Private fifth class, Arnie Gumble, And it's just the tank. And it's from inside the tank, you hear, yeah. that's Barney's dad. And there is no such thing as private fifth class, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> and Griff is an Oxenetch. But every unit has a troublemaker. In the case of the Hellfish, it was a cocky little private named Montgomery Burns, right? And so we see Burns being carried on a litter. Uh, yeah, on a litter. And he looks like he's dead, right? And then he wakes up. And he's like, oh, are we here already? And then uh, Ox goes, duh, hey, you said you was dead. And he's like, mm, dead, tired, thank you. <laughs> right? He just takes off. So then Bart, you know, we cut away from the little the, the little sequence there. Bart, Bart goes, mm-hmm. you bossed around the richest, most powerful guy in town. How come you were a sergeant and he was only a private? And Abe says, well, he got busted down for obstructing a pro from J. Edgar Hoover. We got stuck with him. <laughs> man, Burns is going toe-to-toe with J. Edgar? Yes, he is. That's a brave man. Maybe he knew all about the J. Edgar skeletons. Maybe. Yeah, the attire, lifestyle. <laughs> yes. The whole thing. The whole thing. And so, uh, and we go back also to the flashback, and one of the accomplishments, he almost killed Hitler, right? He almost yeah. killed the Fuhrer. And yeah. so he, we see him with his, with a rifle and the scope, and he's like, hey, 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 now they'll never save your brain, Hitler. And this is when he gets hit by a errant tennis ball. Yes, and the bullet just flies right by Hitler's head. Yeah. And then uh, we just, he turns around and he sees Monty Burns there with a tennis racket. And he goes, little help? Because he, he wants his ball back, I guess. God. And just then, <clears throat> the Germans start shooting at the squad, right? Uh-huh. The grenade lands right next to Mr. Burns. And 
Abe even saves him. Right? Yeah. He throws the helmet on top of it. And he sits on top of the helmet. Yeah. And he goes, boom, boom, it went, boom, just like that. They took a photo of my keister for stars and stripes. At least he told me it was for stars and stripes. Yeah. <laughs> and so we go to the closing days of the war. The hellfish had just flushed some Germans out of an abandoned castle. And uh, Burns is holding the painting, right? And he's taking it away. And Abe sees him and says, like, hey, can't be doing that. No stealing, right? I'm going to purport you to Commander Flanders. <laughs> right? So we get a little yep. mention there. He says, just leave the paintings, Burnsy. And Burns goes, leave them for whom? The Germans? The folks who shot at us all day? Let's just take them. We'll be as rich. We'll be rich. As rich as Nazis. And everyone's like, oh. <laughs> so Edge says that. Think of what a guy could get himself with that kind of scratch. And uh, Skinner goes, yeah, I could buy chicken dinners three times a day. Justice Squares is something. Uh-huh. So he was like, I could buy a brand new Studebaker with one fan on the dashboard. Yeah. Old air conditioner. Uh-huh. Right? And uh, Arnie Gumble goes, I could pay my way into high society. <laughs> <laughs> and so... Abe says he doesn't feel right about it, but I could use a nest egg for retirement. I'd hate to wind up in one of those old folks' homes. <laughs> oh, that's so sad. And he wound up in one of those old folks' homes. Yeah. And Burns goes, then it's agreed. Of course, we can't sell the paintings now. We'd be caught. But how many of you are familiar with the concept of a tontine? And nobody knows, but then Ox raises his head. And Burns goes, all right, Ox, why don't you take us through this? Uh, essentially, we all enter into a contract whereby the last surviving participant becomes the sole possessor of all them pretty pictures. And Burns goes, well, Pert Oxford. <laughs> He's not as dumb as he sounds. Yeah. Or looks. Or looks, yeah, exactly. And so... Burns as they're all signing. Yes, now remember, you can't all sign with an X. <laughs> <laughs> His opinion of those people is very, very low. God, it's so bad. So Abe goes, so we sealed up the paintings knowing only one of us would ever look on them again. Ox was the first to go. He got a hernia carrying the crate out of the castle. Five more men died in the Veterans Day float disaster of 79. Now, with Asa gone, it's down to me and Burn. Bart says, great story, Grandpa. Could have used a vampire, though. Night. Yep. So Abe is just really upset that his own grandson doesn't believe in him. And this is when we we hear a loud buzzing sound. And then the part of the wall collapses inside. It's like sawed out, right? Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. And then, we, we see Burns yes. in one of those uh, apple picker things. Yeah, yeah cherry picker, right? Yeah. And so Abe's yelling, don't kill me. And Burns like, I've tried to meet you halfway on this Simpson, which you had to be little Johnny Livelock. Now give me your key to the Hellfish Bonanza. And Bart goes, oh, wow. There really is a treasure. Whatever you do, Grandpa. Whatever you do, don't give me the key, Grandpa. And Abe just goes, here's the key. And Bart goes, ah, figures. And so Burns is happy. But of course, Bart 
jumps onto the cherry picker and says, Hey, Mr. Burns, can I go with you to get the treasure? I won't eat much, and I don't know the difference between right and wrong. And Burns goes, Oh, you're a good boy, but the child labor people have been watching me like a hawk. <laughs> so he says, Well, I'm off to get my paintings. As they say, time is Monet's. As you were, Sergeant. He laughs, right? He pushes the wrong button on the train, and he goes into another wall. And he goes, Oh, terribly sorry. Back to sleep, little girl. And Lisa's like, Santa? <laughs> and he gets out of the house, right? And so Abe's there very upset. He's like, I guess Burns is finally going to be rich. And Bart goes, not without the keys, he isn't. And he shows Grandpa that he li- he got both keys off of Burns. And Grandpa's just there, hey, you got the keys, all late. Uh-huh. And he goes, yeah, now we can go get the treasure. And Abe says, oh, what's the use? Burns would still find some way to take it from and Bart goes, I can't believe you, Grandpa. The sergeant in that story you told would never be scared of a dork like Burns. You gotta get that treasure. You gotta do this for Ox and Aza and Griff and Burns. Well, not so much for Burns. Yeah. And so Abe's like, You really think I can do it? And he smiles. Yeah, and Bart's like, uh, yeah. It's so <laughs> bad. And so they get out of Bart's room. And they bump into Homer, who's, of course, going to the fridge to get something, right? Yep. And Homer says, where are you two going at this hour? And Bart goes, on a treasure hunt. Oh, can I come? And Abe says, only if you're ready to stare danger in the face. Put your manhood to the ultimate test and take... Pass. He wants (laughs) (laughs) Too Uh, much. Yeah. You can't really ask Homer to do a lot nowadays. And so they go to the cemetery, back to the Hellfish... Bart goes, hey, Grandpa, do you think that dead bodies get up and walk around at night? And he says, well, if they're anything like me, they have to get up twice. <laughs> Old man peeing joke. Yep, yep. Uh, so before they get up to, to dig the treasure, right, Egg, I'm sorry, Abe stops at the graves of all of the hellfish that have already passed. Uh-huh. He goes, fellas, it's me, Sarge, at ease. He goes, now, I know I'm bending the rules tonight, but I also know none of you wants that skunk burns to take our treasure. And I want you to know that when I die, you're all welcome to visit me in rich man's heaven. (laughs) And so he goes to the monument. He puts in the two keys, right? He unlocks them. Right. The monument rumbles. And out of the hellfish's eye, there's a beam of light. And Abe says, like, okay, it's going to show us where it is. And he moves around, and it goes into the middle of the of the water, and it stops there. And you can hear Bart and Abe go, no! <laughs> and so Abe goes, boy, you borrow us some diving equipment, and while I borrow this boat. Yeah, he starts sawing at a chain on the anchor, right? And Ned pops out on the boat and says, well, how doodly, stranger. Can help but notice you're stealing a boat. Abe goes, I'll bring it back. Yes. You ever operated a powerboat? No. Know anything about water safety? No. What do you need it for? It's a secret. Ho, ho, ho. Sounds fine, tingly, dingly. Just promise you'll have a good time. And he has him the keys. And he says, Mod boys, come on up. We're going to have a little camp out in the dinghy. And Mod and the kids both all go, Yeah! Yes, they are. Oh, my goodness. So, so, yeah. 
The next thing we know, we see Bart putting on some diving equipment. And Abe goes, now remember the plan, boy. If you run out of air, tug on the rope. 64 times, no more, no less. Got it. No, no, 63. If you're running out of air, 64 if you found the treasure. What happened to one or two? I don't know. Jesus. It's Grandpa. Uh-huh. Mark says, hey, Grandpa, do you think I could have been a flying hellfish? Abe goes, you're a gutsy daredevil with a give hell attitude and a fourth grade education. You would have made sergeant. <laughs> That's so bad. And so Bart jumps off the boat, right? Starts looking for the treasure. And he finds it. So he ties the crate to the rope and he starts pulling. And we see Abe on the top. He's like, 61, 62, 63. Oh, no, 63. He's out of there. I've sent my only grandson to a watery grave. And then it goes again. 64! He's found the treasure! I'm rich! <laughs> and so he brings the crate aboard. Talk about the uh, full range of emotions know, right, right there. Bart's just there standing on it. Uh-huh. So they open up the crate and they start going through the paintings. And then all of a sudden, the lights go out. And Bart lights a flare and Monty Birds is on the boat coming to grab the treasure. Mm-hmm. You know, he basically takes everything. Yeah, Bart goes, you coward! You're an embarrassment to the name Hellfish. He says, oh, am I? And he points his gun at Bart. Right. Uh, Abe goes, no, look. Take the art if you want. Just don't hurt the boy. And Bert's, mm, I'd rather do both. And he kicks Bart into the crate and he falls over. He closes shut and he goes sinking into the sea. Versus. So long, Sarge. See you at the reunion in November. <laughs> so Abe grabs some of the scuba scuba diving equipment there. He puts it in his mouth so he can breathe right after he spits his teeth out. Yeah. He dives in and he swims down until he gets to the crate. And he pulls the door open. And he tries to give Bart the, the mouthpiece so he can breathe in oxygen. And Bart's just shaking his head like, no, it's gross. Finally, Abe forces it, yeah, right? It's got Grandpa spit all over it. <laughs> so they finally re- swim up and they get to the boat and they rest now that they're safe and sound. Yeah. And Bart apologizes. Right? Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm sorry I cost you your fortune, Grandpa. And Abe goes, oh, the fortune doesn't matter, boy. The only thing important is you're safe. Now let's go get that fortune. And they turn the boat, right? They start going after Burns. And Smithers is there. He's like, uh, they're getting on us, sir. We'll have to jettison something. And Burns just stares at him. With this cold look, right? And Smithers says, it's been an honor to serve you, sir. And he jumps off the boat. <laughs> God, what a tool, man. And Smithers knows that he means nothing to Burns. Yeah. He just, he still sucks up to him anyway. <laughs> so... Abe is not going to let Burns just get away with it. So he uh, fires one of those grappling gun hooks at him. Harpoon? Yeah. And uh, he uses that to ride, ride like a water skier. Yeah. Uh, Well, not intentionally. Yeah, but... He sticks the boat and then he pulls them off. And uh, he winds up doing that. And until they uh, hit the sand and they start wrestling uh, in the sand once the boat hits the shore, right? Yeah. And then Burns goes, don't kill me! And Abe tells him, I ain't going to kill you. That'd be cowardly. 
Monty Bird's cowardly. I just want to watch you squirm. And Burns goes, yes, sir. Eh, eh, eh. Is this to your liking? Eh. God, <laughs> so bad. Mm. And so Abe tells him, now, Burnsy, there's one thing we don't stand for in the Hellfish, and that's trying to kill your commanding officer. And so he uses his authority. Yep. He says, therefore, Burns, you're dishonorably, dishonorably discharged from both the Hellfish and the Tontee. And that leaves Abe as the only possible possessor of the paintings. Yep. And so Bart starts congratulating him. But, of course, the U.S. State Department shows up, guns drawn, and says that they have been working with the German government to search for this stolen art for 50 years. And, to avoid an uh, international incident, they'll be returning it to the descendant of its rightful owner. And it's just just arrogant looking nineties rich Euro trash. Euro guy. trash, yeah. Yeah. Oh god. So the issue goes, Baron von Wurzenberger, on behalf of the American people, I apologize for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Much the bitter art things, huh? I must get back to Dazaterim and Strugard and time to see craft work. <laughs> now I don't blame him because craft work's pretty cool. But uh-huh. and then he's like, hey, Dunkoff. Watch out for the CD changer in my truck, eh, idiot. He hops in the car and he drives away. While listening to Euro trash music, right? Dumkoff is like dumbass. Yeah. Uh So Abe goes, I guess he deserves it more than I do. (laughs) So bad. And so so Abe tells Bart, like, well, at least I got to show you I wasn't always a pathetic old kook. Bart goes, you never were, Grandpa. And Abe, really happy, really like, well, I'd hug you, but I know I just get embarrassed. To get you embarrassed. And then Bart says, I won't get embarrassed. I don't care who knows I love my grandpa. And, and in that rare moment, right, Bart, in a genuine show of affection, hugs his grandpa. Hugs his grandpa right? And the Baron stops his car. He's looking down the cliff. He goes, Hey, fun boys, get a room. <laughs> and uh, we end the episode there. Yes. There's a lot in there, man. Yeah, so I know this is one of your favorite episodes. Of course. Tell us why. Um, the lore, man. Just, I mean, Wiggum's dad, Skinner's dad, Barney's dad. Uh-huh. Just that little bit of it. Abe, when he was a young badass. Abe was a badass. Not a pathetic old man. Yep. Man, Birdsey was always a snake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He was trying to interfere with government investigations. Jager Hoover, that's hey, that's that takes guts, man. That's yeah. that's one guy I would not miss with. Burns was always, I guess, uh, heartless. He never cared. Yeah. So whatever we did, didn't do. He did. Yeah. Um, a lot more into the depth of the character and Grandpa. I mean, yeah. Um, We've had some snippets with Grandpa here and there. We saw that episode where Marge's mom and and he were about to get married. Yeah. But this, uh, I think, this told us a lot more about his character arc than anything else has. Yeah. I mean, you get a little, like you said, you get snippets of it. Mm-hmm. Remember that one episode where he's babysitting? He's just walking around singing his army songs. Yeah. Over here, over here. <laughs> uh huh. 
So, yeah, just little snippets of it throughout the series so far. It's cool to see him actually out there. like Being a sergeant. Yeah, because even with Homer's mom, it was already after mm-hmm. he was out, right? He was yeah. just a crusty veteran after that. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, so really cool to see Grandpa's uh, arc. And then, of um, course, Bart bonding with his grandpa more. Yeah. Um, I thought it was cool to see... Skinner's dad. Yeah. Just uh, a square. (laughs) He's just as uh, bad as Seymour is. Um, Did did, uh, Wiggum's dad surprise you any? No, just as stupid as Clancy is. Uh Uh-huh. Barney's dad just as drunk as Barney is. Yes. Which leads me to believe that there's not much room for growth in this little town. No. You are what you are. You'll never be anything else. Remember, Barney is of uh, astronaut-level intelligence. Yes. Unfortunately... You just can't put down the booze. Unfortunately, you just can't do that. But yeah, this is one of the... Uh, it's just, if you're really into the series, it's one of the cooler episodes. It's it's a very... I would say, what do they call it? Fan service? Yeah. It's a very fan service episode. It gives you a lot of the deeper arc. Stuff that we normally wouldn't see in a regular episode. Exactly. Um, I mean, um, having seen Grandpa in in the service like that, in uh, World War II, surrounded by other Springfield natives, I mean, what what are the odds, right? Yeah, I don't know how they did their their military units back then, but now you get guys from all over the country. That that was a thing mm -hmm. where they would actually get people to. That knew each other to be in the same units and stuff like that because it was more of a, it was a morale thing. No, uh-huh. like you're gonna try that much harder to keep your friends you know alive. Like yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay. So that did happen at points. Yeah, well, uh, they gave up on that apparently. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm sure they did. Uh-huh. Well, yeah, because think about it. Like, as much as or if that even worked out, think about how many places were devastated that the whole. The whole group of guys in that town died. Yeah. <laughs> Together. <laughs> How many towns just died because of that? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Yeah. But yeah, really cool, awesome episode as far as that. So, um, I guess we're getting to ratings. Yes. I mean, honestly, like me, just being a fan, it's a five, but that's because of all the deep stuff that's in it. I mean, it's well written. It flows well. It's it's exciting. It's funny. Good gags. Yeah, you even get the heartfelt moments in it. Like it's it's really really good. Yeah, Bart actually wanting to hug Grandpa. Yeah, this is the first time he's generally wanted to do it just because he loves his grandpa. Yep. Other times it's because he's been obligated to do it. <laughs> uh, just the coldness of Mister Burns, man. Like, I'd rather have both. And he just kicks him into that box <laughs> and sends him to his watery grave. Right. Yeah. You can understand why Abe's always on edge. Abe's seen some things in his day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I, I have to agree with you. This is a five donut episode for me as well. Um, in spite of the fact that um, the, um, the, gags. the gags, all of that, uh, the writing, uh, just the back history into the characters that we didn't have before, that we do have now. I mean, it just adds a few more layers 
to the characters of this little town of Springfield. And I guess, you know what, what I you know, thought about, I guess Seymour was the only one that followed in Dad's footsteps, right? Yeah, because he also, he fought in Vietnam. Yeah, yeah he was and, the only one that went into the mm, service. Yeah. Actually, do you count Homer's service into the Navy later? Uh, I, no, because it wasn't the same branch. Yeah. And it wasn't like, you know, we got into it into it. Like yeah. This. I don't really count it as much. I would have to agree with you. Seymour was in the thick. You got to give it to Seymour. He was in the bush, man. (laughs) Yes, he was. Uh, Fighting Charlie out in the deserts, not the deserts, the jungles. Jungles jungles of Vietnam. Which we will see more into later. Yeah. Really cool. Some of these uh, flashback scenes are always memorable. Yep. Uh, So is there anything else you'd like to add before we sign off? No, just hope everybody's enjoying their summer, being safe. Put on your sunscreen, drink your water. It is nice to be outside in the heat, but just be careful. It will get you. Yep. Whether you want it to or not, it will. Yep, especially if you're out there enjoying some libations. Remember, drink a bottle of water in between every couple or something, man. Yep. Got to make sure you stay hydrated. Once you start getting those cramps, you're just going to go downhill from there. No fun, guys. All right, so don't forget to give us a follow on our official show Instagram. That's official underscore homers underscore donuts without the apostrophes. Go ahead and send us a DM on there. If you can think of a way we can make the show better for you. Uh, we uh, like your segment. We'll try it out, and uh, we'll give you credit for it. Um, anything else that I miss? No, I think that's it, man. All right, and until next week. Au revoir, sucker.